0: The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome back. It's time for episode 188 of the Tumbling Saber Podcast. I'm Kyle, and I'm Corey. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you are all doing well. Uh, originally, there wasn't going to be an episode this week, um, but uh, with the awful, untimely, tragic passing of our friend Steve Kirk from San Diego Sabers Radio Podcast, uh, we thought it was only right for us to uh, to get on here, uh, pay our respects, and pay, pay tribute to just uh, a wonderful guy who. Is already dearly missed among among fandom, amongst our community. Uh, so we're we're gonna we're gonna get into all the Star Wars news in a few minutes, uh, but first, Corey, we're gonna spend spend a little bit of time here, uh, spreading some love, paying some love and respect to Steve, because uh, uh, you know what he deserves it. He deserves it. So with that said, um, Corey, what what uh, what comes to mind when you think of Steve? Generosity uh empathy,
1: consideration
2: yeah <laughs> those
0: are those yeah, those are pretty good descriptors of Steve, like generous, for sure, like he was he was generous beyond beyond reason, more than anyone had any need to be
1: yeah, it's it's so true, like just as an example, like last year this this is crazy man, like last year, I was going through a bit of a rough time, right, and I never really said too much on the podcast. I guess there were some subtle clues here and there, and he picked up on it right away. And he started texting me like, "Are you okay? Is everything cool?" Like, and I kind of filled him in. And you know, like, I think like maybe a week later, there was Island Journey Ray and a Range Trooper at my doorstep. Like, he was such a nice guy, man. I was lucky enough to have him as well for he was my Secret Santa this year this past Christmas and we were actually having a conversation about that. Not even two weeks ago where basically he sent me a picture from San Diego comic-con of this Hulkbuster, right? Cause he got me this oversized Funko Hulkbuster. And basically I was telling him, you know, there, there is no other Hulkbuster in my life. Like this is the one and only Hulkbuster I will ever need, you know, like it's the one. So I don't know. It's just, such a good guy, man. Like, I mean, even just not a week ago, I received something in the mail from him, which is crazy. It's uh, this Sith Trooper tiki mug. Like, it's just almost like shot glass size, maybe like two ounces. And it's going to be perfect to start off every podcast from henceforth in his honor, man. Like, ugh. just so odd. Like, I, I never would have thought in a million years, you know, like, I, I've been, we've been at this quite some time now doing this show we're coming on four years just about and you know I said to myself we're you know I'm in this for the long run you know whatever happens happens and you know I've considered you know I'll I'll be like maybe 60 80 still doing this show hopefully and (laughs) maybe you'll have your own
0: show by then Corey
1: yeah what you never know you just never know and that's that's kind of the thing here you know if you would have asked me if anyone in this community like I just I don't know. I just never would have thought uh like I would never pick Steve, you know what I mean? Like it's just so odd. But
0: yeah, anyhow. I mean the, the guy had such an energy to him. Um Yeah, it just it's it, it's it's obviously it's difficult to find words to to properly describe any of this, but like he, he was just like you said, like when he picked up on on how you were maybe feeling a bit down, like he was just always Able—that's the thing. He was able to help and willing to help, and those are two rare, rare things to find someone who's always able and willing to help. Yeah, like he, he. Oh, and but he had the way to help, or to give, or or to provide some kind of tangible, meaningful support. And like I, I, I had spoken to him many times over DM, a lot about tech issues um, that I was having, or you know, just stuff like that, and and the words. I can't help you. We're just not a part of his vocabulary. Like he always said, "No, try this or or do this." I was like, "Oh, solution." Or he was able to put me on the path to finding the solution. He's just such a remarkable dude, and you and I both uh, received packages from Steve like the same day. Um and like mine was like this really like it was a boba fett, it's a boba fett t-shirt from san diego comic-con um uh, but that's awesome yeah, yeah it's a really cool shirt uh the note the note inside kind of encapsulates steve so it says the note says kyle sorry i wasn't able to score the six inch boba fett got you another fett instead hope you like and signed steve and what's remarkable isn't that, i mean there's nothing remarkable about the note itself, but what is remarkable is that like, if if somebody asked me to find them a toy at a con, and I couldn't find it, my solution would be like, dude, I tried, man. Like, I, I looked all over the place. I didn't find it for you. Sorry. And that would be the end of it, but not Steve. Like, Steve goes, ah, I can't, I can't, in his brain, in, in, his, in, the, in his generous brain, he goes, I, I can't not send him something. So he goes shopping around San Diego Comic Con and scores a T-shirt for me. Like, and I think that encapsulates Steve. Like, he was, he was considerate, generous when he didn't have to be. He could have just said, "Yeah, I, I went to the Hasbro booth for you. they were all sold out. Sorry, dude." And, I, and that I would have been like, "Dude, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, it means a lot. I'll I'll, I'll try and score it some other way. Like, but you you did more than enough in in just wading through that jungle of people." But yeah, no. here's Steve. He's gonna find. He's gonna find something else to send in its place, and that kind of blows me away. And that's that's. I think that's what will be missed about Steve. Just that uh, he was plain and simple. He was just a, an absolute great dude, a giver, and uh, he his loss is already being felt.
1: For sure, I have to second you there. Like, just such a super amazing guy. Like, kind, thoughtful, considerate. Generous, <clears throat> like we are really lucky to have known him for the short amount of time that we did. But I definitely called, considered him a friend, you know, like oh, having podcasts with him several times and just a lot of DMing going on as well. And that's uh, it's it's a, it's a major loss for our fandom and especially our community. And like condolences to his close friends and family because it's a it is a big loss, man.
0: Yeah, devastating. There's, there's. There's no sugarcoating it. It's it's a devastating loss for, for, for all, anyone who knew him. Because like you said, we, we didn't know him for, for you know that long, relatively speaking, just a couple of years. Uh, but he made an impact. And imagine like we live on the same continent, but he is as far away from us as he could possibly be while still being on the same continent. And yet he still had a pretty meaningful uh, impact on our lives so in a really short time.
1: Yeah. You know, I I just wanted to. I was thinking about this prior, and you know, I always thought to myself, if there was one person, not necessarily that I want to meet or whatever. Not saying that Steve's the best or or whatever, but I always thought that if I was ever going to get a chance to meet anyone from our community and the Commonwealth and all that stuff, I I figured the the probability of meeting Steve was quite high. For some reason, I I don't know. I just had a feeling like you know, uh, he seemed to like to travel and he had the means and like, we want to head out that way at one point. So I don't know. The stars were aligned in that sense, but uh, I guess not.
0: No, sometimes destiny has other plans and you can't argue with that. And you, you play the hand you're dealt. And this time we got a shit hand and, uh, but you know what? We have to, we have to celebrate the fact that we knew him at all. We are lucky, lucky to have known him at all. Um, We're better for it. And, I guess all we all we can do is just, you know, cherish the time we did get to spend with him in in the electronic way that we have and uh remember him in, the, in that way and and I guess honor his legacy. So that's it. Uh I know not to belabor the point, but uh you know he's uh you know he's he's going to be awfully missed. So Steve, rest in peace, my friend. You have earned it sir all right cory uh so we can slowly here get back into the uh the star wars of it all um i guess we'll so we'll go back to the to, to the well here what's uh what's going on in your collection Any, well anything new to report
1: definitely I, mean, I i i sent i sent you a picture it's not necessarily all Star Wars, but it needs to be said. This this is essential geekdom. I I sent the photo over to my my buddies at the nerd room. They kind of flipped. You saw it. Uh, This is all in the wild as well. So anyhow, I'll just run through this really quickly. Uh, This one's for you, Steve. (laughs) Uh, We've got a Spider-Ham Funko. I got uh, these awesome vintage Marvel Legends with the card backs. They're, They're really nice. Anyhow, yeah, there was like Spidey, Punisher, Iron Man, and Cap. And they were like marked down to like 11 bucks or something. It was crazy. So I picked them all up. Then I found that Wolverine versus Hulk 80th anniversary edition, first appearance of Wolverine. Found that in the wild. Just whatever. I just threw down. I did it. That was also the Wait, 80th didn't, anniversary didn't edition. did you order that already? Yeah, I canceled it. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Then I also found uh, I couldn't believe it, man. This I went back to the Honey Hole. I hadn't been to the Honey Hole in so long, bro. <laughs> it's paid off. It's like oh, every time I love this place. So anyway, I hit the, hit the, second joint there, and it's the 80th Wolverine. You know, with the one with where he's patch. Yeah, they're all, the silver. Yeah, they're like, like six-inch format,
0: but of the vintage, early nineties toys, right?
1: yeah from like kb toys or something
0: like i i hey. saw those toys i was at a walmart uh jeez yesterday i guess and um i wasn't crazy about them like i, saw, I think i saw the whole wave like patch silver surf for us uh, not silver surf uh silver samurai, silver samurai iceman, iceman dazzler dazzler cyclops i wasn't crazy about them i liked the cyclops cuz i had that yeah I remember we had the 3 and 3 quarter format or yeah, exactly. Maybe they were a little bit bigger than that. But yeah, I think they were a bit bigger than that, but yeah, I wasn't crazy about uh I, was, I mean, I'm only interested in really the patch and maybe the silver samurai. That's
1: the only ones I got. Yeah. Iceman I was debating and Cyclops as well, but the card was all bent, so I was like,
0: "Nah, nah." Yeah, I didn't like uh I didn't like the patch figure. I wasn't I wasn't a big fan. So I'm I am like you, I'm waiting on delivery of the uh wolverine hulk two-pack 80th anniversary thing
1: yeah let me know how that works out
0: oh it'll work out oh. just fine
1: i know i just i'm just curious i'm sure these guys it's juggernaut toys right
0: yeah i ordered that from juggernaut toys right? well they they <laughs> were you done with yours was that nope. your update or you oh, you got nope. more okay keep yeah, going okay. keep it going all right marvel legends nightcrawler
1: found in the wild i was jonesing for that bro like um uh, Troy over at the nerd room was like oh I'll take a look you know like he he'd seen some stuff out there so that was amazing I really wanted that my x-men collection is is getting up there which I'm pretty happy about and then uh, to top it all off I got my very own Rob Williams my own biker scout Bob from the uh, archives the star wars biker scout it's pretty sweet
0: yeah that's pretty rad man
1: yeah that was a lot it's a big lunch
0: yeah um well going back to juggernaut toys i had ordered oh god i went big i said it was going to take the summer off from collecting and just just lie in wait for for triple force friday but uh i have done a piss poor job of that <laughs> no other way to say it i have i have spent a lot of money this summer on on collecting that vintage falcon a lot of vintage collection figures, but and now they've started to roll in. So from Juggernaut Toys, I got my package this week. Waves five, six, and seven in one box. Damn, that's sweet. Thirteen figures. You Want to hear them?
1: I saw the photo, but yes, I do.
0: Here we go. I wasn't really, I wasn't really asking you. I was asking, you know, you're, I, I was setting it up so that you would say yes. Tell me so that I could tell the listeners who don't yet know. <laughs> Come on, man. So. In wave five, I had Empire Strikes Back, Vader, I had Hoth Leia, and Echo Base Han, and Jedi Knight Luke from Return of the Jedi. This might be my favorite wave of all time.
1: That's pretty sweet.
0: That's a great wave. Amazing figures in this wave. The card backs are generally yeah, really awesome, but just I, I'm like the best. The Hoth Leia is just. Amazing. So good. Jedi Knight Luke. So good. Um, Wave 6 was Lando from Solo, Captain Phasma, Chewie, a Praetorian Guard, and a Stormtrooper with the Rogue One card back. And then the Wave 7 is uh, Luke from Crate, from The Last Jedi, R2-D2, a New Hope style, um, an Imperial Tank Commander from Rogue One, and a Rogue One Death Star Gunner. So that is thirteen figures. That's crazy. Added to the uh, pile, the growing pile of vintage collection toys I have, going in my house now, just piling up, waiting for me to figure out what to do with them. It's kind of of ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. So that's been a hefty update, and uh, I've got more coming from Juggernaut Toys, (laughs) if you can believe that. They are just waiting on. It's a three pack of Jabba's Skiff Guards. And also, I think there's a clone trooper that I have on on hold. An, an elite clone trooper, and finally, there's a Gamorrean guard. So That's those, cool. yeah, those are supposed to be coming in the next couple of weeks. So I'll I'll keep an eye out for that. I'll send more pics when I do get those. But I'm looking forward to it, man. The collection is uh, it's growing. When I said it wouldn't, because. Cool. Uh, like I said, Triple Force Fridays is not that far off. Like, it really isn't. It's about a month and a half away, Corey. Hey. Yeah, that's going to come real quick. There is some news about that as far as Six Inch Black series goes. At least the reports. Really? Yeah. Uh, you want to hear it? Yeah, man. All right. So this from Jedi Temple Archives. Okay. Let me jot this down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could just send you the link. You don't have to write anything down. Silence. Have you seen your handwriting? That's not bad. Eh. All right. All right, so Force Friday, Rise of Skywalker figures. This is all Black Series, keep in mind, six-inch format. Uh, hmm. First Order Stormtrooper, which is probably a straight repack, so, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to get a Sith Trooper, the one revealed at SDCC, but in oh, a- yeah. Just in a regular Black Series package. Uh, Ray, who was going to be packed with Dio, Hmm. which is kind of cool. She's she used to be packed with BB-8, I think, yep. in her initial run. So this maybe you know this maybe Do is going to be her droid from now on. And uh, Kylo Ren, which I guess they'll have. He'll be mostly the same with the cracked helmet. Actually, I don't know if it's helmeted or unhelmeted. Uh, so that's that's it. Those are four figures from Rise of Skywalker.
1: What then? Why didn't I'm here? Oh, yeah. OK, I only wrote down three because I don't care about the stormtrooper.
0: <laughs> uh, then Je- Jedi Fallen Order, the video game, is getting a couple Black Series figures, which is cool. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Holy uh, cow. Cal Kestis. So he's the main guy. He's getting a figure, as is the second sister Inquisitor, hmm. which I think is bound to be a really cool figure yeah and then of course the mandalorian is also going to get some love on force friday and i think these are going to be two big sellers obviously uh the the mandalorian himself will be an option on the pegs as will ig11 so we need to stop calling him ig88 it's not ig88 it's ig11 nice and they're saying here that uh, unknown if a repack or repaint of IG88 with different weapons, but probably yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So there, I mean, there's still they're saying that there's uh, still unconfirmed several original trilogy and more Rise of Skywalker and more Mandalorian figures that w- will be released in the Black Series, but these will all come after Triple Force Friday. So yeah. So uh, that's that's kind of the news on the. Black six inch black series front. now again, I, I as we as we talked about the uh, the three and three quarter line, there is dead. It's basically dead except for in the vintage collection format. So we're gonna look forward to these new five inch figures. I guess those that's gonna be the new normal for the five inch figures. So anyway, well, I haven't seen yeah. anything about that yet.
1: Me too. I gotta see what these look like.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm curious. I want to see how these how these things look. But you know, I went to a Walmart the other day, and I had to like do like two tours of the toy section because I couldn't find any Star Wars toys. I eventually found the section for Star Wars. It consisted of one peg slot with Resistance figures, and beneath that, one uh, Archive Series Luke. End. that's it that is Hmm. all that was in the star wars section and you know obviously it's it's a mix of you know star wars collecting over this time span going a bit cold and also retailers i guess gearing up for for the triple force friday
1: so yeah it's kind of aside from that honey hole even even that star wars there's that went out today too as well and there's absolutely nothing man or nothing new, anyhow.
0: Well, that, that's but. why I've gone. I've turned to places like Juggernaut Toys and, and Mandalore Toys. It's it's taken the thrill out of the hunt. It's not fun anymore shopping for Star Wars toys. It's it's a sterilized, uh, boring uh, hobby. It just sh- I I like, click some buttons, and at some point later in the future, they show up at my door. It's convenient, but it's not by any stretch fun. Yeah, and there's a bunch of rumored Lego sets coming. Uh, we'll wait for Carlos to make his return before we get to that. So we cannot talk Lego without Carlos. True. True that. Uh, so, Corey, there is actually a lot of Star Wars news to discuss.
1: Yeah, I saw that.
0: I mean, they've they've starved us for so long, and we had to stretch and, and human pretzel ourselves into finding things to talk about. And we almost did. I think we did a good job of finding things to talk about, but now it's like, within a couple of days, there's too much.
2: <laughs>
0: there's too much. So I'll I'll let you decide where we go first because um, it, the news came s- like so fast and furious over the last couple of days that I didn't really have time to fit everything into the show notes. So we've got I'll let you choose where to go where we go first. We've got uh, Don Williams on the score for Rise of Skywalker. We've got Ryan Johnson on his trilogy. We've got Ewan McGregor. We've got Benioff and Weiss. Where do you want to go first? Let's
1: go Benioff and Weiss.
0: All right. So Benioff and Weiss. Uh, so this uh, thanks to Rick for dropping this in the Facebook group. Uh, so he dropped a story from Slash Film, who was uh, and they were sourcing the Hollywood Reporter. And the headline is, Benioff and Weiss may not write scripts for all of their new Star Wars trilogy. Which I think this kind of piggybacks off the story that we talked about on the podcast with Marie and Michelle last week, where these guys were did a made a deal with, with Netflix, and I was like, oh, I'm scared now because these guys seem to be spread so thin. How are they going to focus on Star Wars? I want my guys, when they're doing Star Wars, I don't want them thinking about anything else. Just focus on Star Wars. I realize that's selfish, <laughs> but I don't care. You know, if George Lucas could sit there and, and focus on Star Wars for six years, so can these guys. You know, it's the least they can do. God damn it! So, um, yeah. The the story is that you know the, the quote is on the Slash Film page that sources say the Thrones pair is writing a treatment for a Star Wars trilogy and is committed to penning at least one of the films. The original deal was to write all three. It's unclear if the duo, who also have another feature for Fox Disney carved out, will do more than just write for Star Wars. So, I don't want to spend too much time on this because I don't think really much has changed, and it's 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 speculation. But what are you thinking about this, Corey? Like these guys, we thought were going to be front and center writing a Star Wars trilogy, front to back. Now it sounds like perhaps they're backing off of star Wars and spreading their wings into other projects. Does this make sense to you? Or are you happy about it? What do you got to say? Oh, I'm so confused.
1: <laughs> it's, it's so confusing. I have no idea what Disney is up to. I'm starting to wonder if they know what they're up to. Like things, things are getting out of hand with all the news that we'll get to as well. Uh, maybe Benioff and Wife, they have an idea that they pitched, and, you know, they'll oversee things possibly from the, the background. But I distinctly remember hearing a series of films <laughs> and now they're kind of backtracking that. So, I don't know. Something is kind of up. Like you said, spreading themselves thin, uh, backing off a bit, maybe letting their idea – like maybe being producers or something like that on the show, producers and somewhat writers, creators, whatever you want to call it. I don't, I don't know, but it's, it's very confusing, especially seeing as how this is supposed to be the first project at hand, which post, we've also been told
0: post Skywalker saga, right? Correct. Yeah. So again, from, from slash film, I think who wrote this one, just so we know who to yell at Ben Pearson, we're coming for you. Um, Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, it's It goes on to say, again, since the initial announcement from Lucasfilm said the pair would be writing and producing each movie in their series, this is the first time we've heard that Benioff and Weiss are writing a treatment for three films and may not actually write the scripts for all three entries. It's never been clear if they'll direct one of these movies, so that aspect remains as murky as ever. So, I don't know. It's it, You're right. Like The, the initial report... I think was pretty clear that they will write and produce a series of Star Wars films. And now it's, that that seems to be very, very, this report makes it very much sound like that's been backed off on. That maybe they're going to write the treatment, here's the overall story, here's a script for the first part, we're out of here. And I, I... It's hard for me to really to formulate an opinion. I have no attachment to these guys. I never watch Game of Thrones. I don't know their work. I don't know their style really, other than what I've picked up through osmosis in listening to chatter about uh, about Game of Thrones. I don't know what to think. But you're right. (laughs) This is confusing, and we we could we could use some clarity here. All right, let's move on from these guys. Yeah.
1: Hopefully we get some soon at D twenty three. But I say. A nice segue would be to go into the Ryan Johnson story.
0: Yes, I think that's a that's the natural place to go next. So this came. Uh full full disclosure, we are recording this August fifteenth, which is a Thursday, way sooner than we normally record a podcast, but because by the time to- on on the date that we normally record, which as you know is Sundays, I hope to be nowhere near a computer. So we're doing this a few days in advance. Uh, so if if our takes are dated, if new infos come out, well, too bad. Thanks for listening anyway. <laughs> but MSW came out with, uh, I guess, a report, a rumor that. Well, no, actually, Ryan Johnson said this. So this is actually a, a report. Ryan Johnson told The Observer, "I think that the fun and challenging part of it is to dive in, figure out what's exciting, and then figure out what it's going to be." we're doing something that steps beyond the legacy characters what does that look like to me the blue sky element of it is what was most striking about it i know the way that i'm coming at it and what's fun about it what's fun about it for everyone in george lucas's films is figuring out what's the next step it really makes you think and figure out what the essence of star wars is for me and what that will look like moving forward so I mean, there's gonna be. We're gonna have lots of time to reflect on this down the line. But first, first of all, I thought YouTube canceled this. I I I could have swore that YouTube told me this trilogy was canceled. That Ryan Johnson was already relieved of his duties. We seem to see tweets every week, as we record, that says that that very thing. So again, Corey, the word of the day is
1: what? This just in. What do you say? You're not gonna believe the. This is uncanny. Is this a coincidence or is this ironic when I'm seeing the news right now? He's, he's done.
0: Disney's done with him. Trilogy but over. This report just came out today. Like, when did he talk to the Observer? <laughs> this is so recent. Like, in, and now he's fired again.
1: Oh, uh, it's done. It's over.
0: Oh, my God. Would they just? This is so dumb. I'm so sick of the soap opera.
2: It's Sorry, coaster, YouTube. You
0: were right. You You guys were right. <laughs> well, until that happened it was it was at least confirmation from the man himself that he was still working on his trilogy. Oh yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's still it's still happening. So he hasn't quit, he hasn't backed away, Disney hasn't so, sort of discreetly shown him the door. It's all going as planned. How how does it make you feel? Are you are you still super gung-ho for Ryan Johnson? Oh hell yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, Ryan's my boy, like super excited to see Knives Out, just see what he's, you know, his uh, little side project, but definitely excited to know that he's uh, getting into this, saying words like, you know, trying to figure out what the essence of Star Wars is, uh, what what it is, you know, and to have fun with it. He seems confident, so <clears throat> I really like his approach. Uh. Again, it's still very confusing. If he seems so entrenched in his project, it just really butts heads with our previous piece of news. You know, like Benioff and Weiss, they don't know what they're doing. They're backing off. They're doing this Netflix well, thing. Well, I, I,
0: I'm sure they know what they're doing. Yes. <laughs> we, do, we don't know what
1: what they're doing. Anyhow, I I hope Disney or Lucasfilm, whatever it is, they paint a clearer picture for us, because I don't know, I just want to know what their intentions are. Like I'm it's very confusing at this point. Like these these pieces of information seem to be the opposite of what we actually know.
0: Uh well what we know is what, what Lucasfilm has told us is that ryan johnson is working on this and nothing nothing substantial substantial has ever come out to refute that
1: no but what i'm saying is that 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 part's true but what i'm saying is the whole benioff and weiss thing saying that they're going first and making their series of films and now it's maybe one film and you know like like i said like ryan really seems to be uh hands-on at this point like started to really write
0: well he, he mentioned like the blue sky element of it so to me it still sounds like they're spitballing and, and figuring out like this, this the process of what figure out what the essence of star wars is i think i think that process takes a long long time like i don't i don't think it takes two or three months i think something like that could take a a, a solid year to figure out how how that distills down into something that is star wars for you that you can create a a, a trilogy out of i really like these things take so much time i think it's just not something you sit around let's just uh, take a walk along the pier and we'll get inspired because it's by all the beautiful scenery i don't i don't think it happens that way so i'm i'm happy to know that he's still here you know, oh yeah, I, I, big time. I, he's a t- you know, people have their gripes about the last Jedi. I think a lot of those gripes come from attachment to the OT, obviously come from the OT and and uh, I guess headcanon is one way to put it. Expectations are another way. But I think I think if people who don't like the last Jedi can you know, get over themselves enough to Trust that this guy is a good filmmaker. Forget the Last Jedi, but check—you know—if you watch Looper and some of his other films, he's a talented filmmaker. And so, if if he's going to be able to play in the Star Wars sand- sandbox and have his own ideas completely untethered from from the Skywalker saga, I think there's a—I think there's a chance of getting some really compelling movies. I don't well, know. Hell yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to be. It, it, it's going to be different for sure it's gonna be really really different from what we're used to as in terms of star wars but i i think that's exciting i think getting something completely new is what star wars needs
1: and like think of it man like this is a huge huge responsibility really like lucasfilm disney they're they're putting their the business in this guy's hands even after everything that's kind of transpired but it just kind of speaks volumes just that to give this guy the keys to the next trilogy, it really says a lot. And I have full on confidence in, in this guy. Like I really, I believe I, I like the fact that he's a, a writer and a director, you know what I mean? Like really seeing his vision through. Oh
0: yeah. The singular vision thing. I, I think, I, you know, if that that's sort of one of the, Critiques of of this sequel trilogy is that there's no singular vision behind it. It's it's sort of a pastiche of of different views, point of views, and and, and perspectives on filmmaking. And it's for some people, it's it's been disjointed, and that's fine. Uh, you know, I, I can totally respect that point of view. I do. I I kind of do like the singular vision type thing. So I you know, Ryan taking his time getting down to the core of what makes Star Wars Star Wars for him. And then getting to create entirely new characters and, you know, carve out a piece of the galaxy that's entirely his to shape as he, as he wants. I think that's exciting. We, we definitely could use that in, in Star Wars right now.
1: And yeah, that's, that's a huge responsibility. Like imagine taking that on, like being the guy to move the franchise forward, kind of, you know what I mean? Like. Yes, it always has these these things that can play off the the OT stuff like the Mandalorian and Rebels, like those things all kind of branch out from there. But to be something completely its own,
0: well, I mean, he took bold steps in the Last Jedi that pushed this trilogy forward. Whether oh, big time, and that's that's the beautiful thing about it. This guy really ah, he's not afraid to take I, chances,
1: and he knows how to write. That's the thing. Like this, that, the Last Jedi, to me personally, in my opinion, makes it just makes sense. You know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I'm. We're preaching to the choir. We don't have a dissenting voice among the two of us here. Um, there are elements of the movie that I don't completely like, but the parts that I do like outweigh the the, the pieces that I don't like in a, in a big, big way. Yes,
1: yes, I'll agree.
0: You know, um, like one, I, I would have preferred, I think, four. Uh, the Last Jedi to to have taken place later after TFA just to allow the characters to breathe and develop and, and for Lucasfilm to have room to to create some stories in between. You know that I, I wish that could have been a, a little bit different. Although you know what, seeing the evacuation of of, of Dakar and seeing that escape, that was kind of cool. So you know it's 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 sort of a it's better than silver lining. Uh, Luke tossing the saber. I don't know. I, I get it. I I can tolerate it, but I I wish there was another way that wasn't so jarring. So yeah. Th- I mean, those are just a couple of things that. Uh... BB
1: Eight bothered me in some scenes.
0: Uh, which part? Like driving the sh- the ATS. Sh- t- uh,
1: that wasn't so bad. That was a little more believable to me as a droid for some reason, but the whole. The uh, machine gun thing, the BB eight machine gun and uh uh at the beginning I guess I get it, it's but it's such a played like a Buster Keaton old school with the circuit board, you know with the fingers.
0: Yeah, like, I, I know what you mean. But you know, Buster yeah. Buster Keaton comedy, that's that's kinda of been all over Star Wars for decades now.
1: True. You're right. Jar Jar.
2: hmm
0: Here's another question. Here's something I, I I don't get. Why does the first order pay out DJ? And this is one of those stupid nitpicky things. This, this is not really a gripe, but it's one of those things like, why did they do that? They could have just said, if you have Intel, you're going to tell us or we're going to throw you out the airlock. There's no reason for them to pay him.
1: You're kind of right. Damn. <laughs>
0: You know, he cuts himself a deal. The deal should have been, tell us and we'll, we'll let you live.
1: Well, maybe, you know, maybe they figure this guy can be an asset in the future. Like, here's our card. Call okay. us if you see any more uh, resistant ships floating around.
0: He's like, oh, yeah. That is the flimsiest, flimsiest and best explanation I've heard. You know, the shot of the hissing iron. That's one I could have done without
1: yeah it was kind of funny though it's
0: kind of funny you know and i get the you know from ryan's perspective i think when he was writing the movie and you know when he's getting when he gets the the first gets that call to say yes we want you to do star wars and he says all these this rush of ideas come to your head about what you would love to do you know at, at some point you decide you know i may not ever get to do another one of these movies you know, this might so be my some Easter my, eggs. I'm going to put some Easter eggs. I'm going to do some, some personal touches, uh, you know, some, some personal signature type stuff, some homages. Yeah. And that was, what's the name of that hardware Is that hardware wars?
1: Yeah, I think so. Something like that.
0: So yeah. So he put, he puts a little nod in there to that, which is, which is nice, but all to, kind of, kind of jarring to me. Like,
1: yeah, know? it's, it's, it's kind of a,
0: It's it's out of place. It's out of place.
1: Okay. Well, how how about this? I don't know if you remember this rumor. Originally, I believe we had heard a rumor where the opening scene, how we know, you know, through all eight films thus far, every scene, opening scene, has taken place in space, right? Yeah. So we, I heard a rumor that it was going to look like space, but the further you panned out, you were inside the Finn's dome. And he was in that medical dome over here. Oh, his dude, head. that's, that's
0: on a rumor. Go check the deleted scenes for The Last Jedi. That's there. Oh, that's true, eh? Hey? The alternate opening is right there. And that's that was true. when, it, you know, when we first, way back when, when we started talking about The Last Jedi, we moved on from TFA. One of the things I had said about Ryan that scared me was I, I almost felt like he's he's sneaky and smart, and I'm afraid that he's going to try and be the smartest guy. Yeah. Yeah, and some like I in that case I think he showed restraint and in, in the pan down or the pan up whatever to, we're we're not outside a ship we're actually in Finn's dome. That's one of those moments where I'm glad he showed restraint and said now nah, let's just let's let's keep it to Star Wars let's do what Star Wars does. And Spice. I I kind of wish that had carried over to the uh the hissing iron thing.
1: That's what I mean. Yeah, they're very similar in inspiration. I feel. Or tone.
0: Yeah. Anyway, there. So there. I mean, there is a list of of things that uh, kind of don't work for me in the Last Jedi. Like, there's probably I could probably go on. I'd I could probably go on for a few minutes about things. The the what I call the uh, dis, the Discovery Channel sequence when Ray is feeling like reaching out through the Force and there's like the plants growing and the the skeletons underground and the crashing waves.
1: I kind of like that scene.
0: Yeah, I mean that's fine. To, like, but I, I, you're I, wrong, Kyle. It's good scene. Why don't you start your own step YouTube down. channel? <laughs> step off. <laughs> and I just it's another sequence to, that to me feels feels out of place. Like we've not um, we hadn't your opinion seen is that. Not valid.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you want to go? Ugh, shut up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, bringing it back around, I'm I'm glad that Ryan's back around for one because he's talented, and I think that Star Wars will in the end, benefit from his creativity in a, in a section or in a self-contained universe unto itself. uh, When he's not shackled by expectations and headcanon tied to the OT or the Skywalker saga, only good things can happen. And I think that, I think they will happen and it'll be better if uh, hopefully people approach his series with, uh, with, with an open mind.
1: No, I, I 100% agree with you there, man. Like, the haters, hopefully they can not really hate. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I mean, just like, give, it, give it, like, if there's so many people who have already carved out their position that they don't like him. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's, that's He, he
0: attacked me, man. If, if, if that's your idea, if, <laughs> if you feel attacked by Ryan Johnson, you need a thicker skin in an urgent way. Or if, I don't know,
1: like if, I guess if you really just didn't like the film, like maybe just give it another shot. Like maybe again, like Kyle said, like go check out some of his other works like Looper and the upcoming Knives Out. What else has he done? Uh.
0: Well, I think at this point people have, I, people have uh, have made up their mind about The Last Jedi. I think that, I think opinion won't change on that movie for, for years to come.
1: That's true. But I hope that their opinion can, that I hope Ryan Johnson's not necessarily like, fully locked down with that opinion you know what i mean like okay like you don't like the last jedi but the director is versatile you know what i mean sure give him a chance
0: and some people will i mean people are going to come crawling back people love star wars they will come crawling back they will check it out and they might go gritting through their teeth going yeah it's pretty goddamn cool uh sorry man like i I like your work You, you did good here but what what the thing you did over there is still crap that might happen and hey look if it does great at least somebody got back on board but yeah i mean i don't think this and this expands out to the benioff and weiss guys too like once we're done like in five months from now when we're through with uh, the rise of skywalker and the lion's share of box office dollars have been reeled in you know we're gonna it's, it's in the rear view it's gonna be a real weird time for Star Wars. We'll be we'll we'll be into the Disney Plus era. Um, we'll be now looking ahead to these Ryan Johnson and Benioff and Weiss movies, and uh, I wonder how many people are gonna stick around because those movies. It's it's gonna be a weird time in for, for discourse, especially as we get closer to twenty twenty two, and people. sites start to wonder well how will these movies perform compared to other star wars movies a it doesn't matter and b they're just say it now they're not going to perform like a star wars saga movie they're these things aren't it's not we're not going to get two billion dollars out of uh, the first benioff and weiss film
1: we might you never know it's the first you could build a hype around that. It's like the first new new star wars movie
0: Maybe. You're right. The pre
1: prequels.
0: If they have if they have fantastic marketing for it and it just looks out of this world, maybe people come flocking back. But I like I still I still stand by what I've felt all along is that once this trilogy ends, this once this nine part series ends, I think a lot of people are just gonna back away. They're just gonna walk away from Star Wars and go, this is fun. It's been a fun ride. Um I'll see you when I see you.
1: Yeah. On to next film.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they might come back, but I, I I don't feel like Star Wars will ever be as lucrative as it is right now
1: in terms of well, box office dollars. I, I, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like if they plan it right, the way that they seem to be wanting to do it, when we're going to get just a taste every couple of years and not necessarily every year or twice a year, they, be, they become event
0: films you know what i mean it's star wars man it's the wars like, yeah for sure like, oh. there's a certain of section of us like you and i will be there with bells on pounding at the doors letting us to let us in no matter what i i can pretty much say that now that in tw- I, I can see myself 3 years from now running around in circles because i'm so excited but who i i can't say that for everybody You know, like people, people, a lot of people think of Star Wars. They think of Luke and and Han Solo and Darth Vader and Princess Leia. When that's gone, it's I think a lot of people stop. It stops being Star Wars, and that's you know it's it's hard to get yourself out of that mindset because we're we're hardcores. It's all Star Wars to us. Most people are not hardcores, and Star Wars to them is that thing they grew up with. This, I don't this, know.
1: I mean, the, the standalones kind of did relatively well.
0: Sure, but they are
1: Rogue One. They are
0: <laughs> well. Rogue One did well. Solo Rogue not, Z- not so much. But yeah, I mean, but they're they are connected to characters and and an aesthetic that we already know so well, and that's not going to happen with future movies. We'll see. I'm sure there'll be some stuff that will be like, "Oh, check that out," you know, like oh, no doubt. I mean, there's there's no doubt going to be things that are easter egged or, or you know, seeded. Like if movies that take pla- place in the in the future, for example, they might reference tons of stuff from the Skywalker saga. You know, like if you know, if we see a statue of Jedi Master Luke somewhere at a new Jedi temple or or a statue of Jedi Master Yoda that would be something that that blows our minds, but you know, man, we've gotten way off the topic here. <laughs> Bottom line, Ryan is, is still here. His trilogy is still in the works. Um, nothing that makes say me there. happy. Yeah, makes I'm me happy. about that. It, it's, yeah. it's it's it. At the very least, it should make you happy because it's more Star Wars and it's coming. And I I I I I believe I believe I'm a believer in Ryan Johnson. Yeah,
1: I uh, I have full faith and I'm confident in him. He's definitely a smart guy, man. Like, got to give him a chance.
0: Hey, let me ask you this. If you could have had Ryan Johnson finish out this trilogy, do episode nine, would you have preferred that over Abrams or are you happy with Abrams doing it?
1: I'm happy with Abrams doing it, but I mean... It really depends how ryan would have felt about it like had he said yeah i got this well, course, i have yeah. an idea
0: for sure like, it depends but what in your in your head like if you could if you were if you were in control of the universe would you just snap your fingers and it's now ryan johnson's movie and in in four months from now we are looking at a ryan johnson episode nine
1: yeah to be honest i think i would have went that route had again he said straight up like i know how where this is going and. I have a vision and whatever, as long as he was inspired, I would have been like, I have faith in you. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. That takes nothing away from JJ. I think JJ, what he's bringing to the table is going to be absolutely amazing from what we heard thus far. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy about that decision as well. Like he seems to be the, the father of this trilogy more or less.
0: Yeah. It's funny. Cause like JJ is, is sort of the big dog on this, on this trilogy now, but Going forward, now Ryan's going to have four movies to his credit, if if you know all else all else being equal and it's this trilogy comes out successfully. It's he'll have three of them. And again, I don't know if if speaking of Benioff and Weiss and what's their role, uh, Ryan's is, I think his is kind of murky too. I think he was writing the. I can't remember if it was the treatment or scripts for the for the his his trilogy, but I think he was only directing the first one. And I think the the directing chair was open for the next two.
1: Yeah, something like that. Not necessarily though. Like I think he was at the same time saying like everything's kinda up in the air, but he's definitely writing.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like this is he he is the creative mastermind behind this trilogy, for sure. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on from that. We'll have plenty of time in the future to discuss Ryan's trilogy. Um, let's go back to Disney Plus and uh, and D twenty three. That's I mean that's just over a week away, Corey.
1: I know that's crazy. And Hopefully, it, we get a lot of clarification on what we're talking about right now.
0: <laughs> I sure hope so. I sure hope so. We we really need some confirmations. Uh, but with with D twenty three just over a week away uh, today. Again, this is a thing that happened again today. That's three big news items that came out today. So, uh, yeah, crazy. But Cinelinks reported earlier today that Ewan McGregor has signed for a Kenobi series on Disney+. Plus, Which, we've been down this road before. <laughs> yeah. But this is something I want to give credit the original credit, the true credit for this goes to Star Wars News Net. This goes to John Hoey and his crew at Star Wars News Net. It doesn't go to Variety or Deadline or The Hollywood Reporter or even to Cinelinks who did good work in getting this report today. This story goes to Star Wars News Net who reported it back in February and they're not getting the credit they deserve as we record this on, on Thursday evening. Maybe things will play out and if John and his team get the credit over the weekend. Then I apologize for going on this tangent, but as of now, uh, the credit is not being put where it belongs, which is with John and his team. Uh, cause they had this, they had Ewan McGregor doing this in February, but it's like, it definitely sounds like things are coming together now. And, and it's, it's kind of perfect timing with, with D23 just over a week away. It sounds like an official announcement is is going to happen there, right? Because Bob Iger confirmed a, not so long ago that uh, there was at least three. He said, I think there's, he, he talked about Solo, uh, sorry, uh, the casting and or series. Yeah. And then he Mando. mentioned, and he mentioned the Mandalorian. And then he said something to the effect of, and at least, and at least one, maybe two other Disney plus series, but at least one. So this was I mean he's probably talking about Kenobi on some on some on some level
1: or the clone wars
0: uh, I think they were talking live action I don't I don't okay. I think they were talking live action specifically Um but yeah like I and Star Wars is going to want to make a splash at D23 similar to the way Marvel blew the doors off at uh, at uh, SDCC a couple weeks back makes sense to me it you know I don't want to spend all day on (laughs) on this story that we seems like we've this is like the sixth time we've we've revisited McGregor doing Kenobi uh but what do you think you buying it this time is it for real
2: ah
1: it's been such a bloody roller coaster man I don't know what to feel anymore like I'm kind of immune to it like yes I feel exhilarated but at the same time I'm like oh it's like I've already been let down I just don't know what to feel anymore we've had the carrot dangled in front of us so many times at this point but it honestly does sound promising, man. Like, I don't know, with D23 around the corner, it kind of makes sense that but at the same time it's almost to be expected, if you know what I mean? Like yeah, like this this article was probably going to hit some kind of news feed at one point again with D23 right there just to get clicks. Uh I hope that's not the case. No. But, no, uh, these are not
0: this is not like, so Jordan Jordan Maison Maison. I call him Maison cuz that's how you say it in French. I'm not sure how he pronounces it um he's not a clickbait guy if he's got this report it's it's you know I, i'm inclined to put some stock into it it's definitely not clickbait that's for sure if it's you know if it doesn't pan out it's not because he was fishing for clicks that's that's, well, for damn that,
1: that's sure. what i mean like i know the the source is solid but at the same time with d23 right around the corner regardless of who it was i, I for sure thought we were going to get some kind of like articles coming out there of but either way, like you said, this is a reliable source, so I'm super excited for it, man. And it's a good time for Disney to release it as well. It makes it just makes sense. To be like, okay. And the last bit of information we want to give you before November is we are coming with Obi Wan. Like, boom, mic drop. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but like, how pissed? How pissed do you think Lucasfilm Disney must be right now? That like this news is all over the place now. Variety, Deadline, The Hollywood Reporter—those are like the three big industry trades in Hollywood—and they're all not confirming, but they've they've all got their own report saying yes, Hugh McGregor is in talks or has signed, and that this is this is happening. And we've kept, yeah. we've we've been saying where there's smoke, there's fire, and the the smoke just keeps on building. But this is—I think this is about to burst into flames like i i'm in like i i think it's for real this time you know come come d23 i think this is the this is the thing and this is what i'm saying how pissed must they be i think they wanted to have this be sort of like the big surprise at at, at d23 and this would just melt everybody's brain and now it's gonna be like oh we've got a surprise for you All right, And right we're like yeah yeah do it we know it's gonna kind of for, for some people obviously it'll be a, a, a surprise to see it official. But for you know if it does play, we're gonna go, yeah, we talked about this last week. You know what I mean? like the rug was sort of pulled out from under them. They must be kind of pissed with that right now, well, that
1: seems to happen to' them often often enough, so like it's I, bound to happen
0: if if you i mean if you look back to s d c c what like what did they, what was their big announcement from that i guess blade right um, yeah,
1: I mean also the the other i mean. Natalie Portman,
0: yeah, Natalie Portman as Thor, like nobody. I didn't. I don't follow Marvel news as closely as, obviously, as as, as I do Star Wars, but I, I didn't. I don't recall anybody going. Yeah, I knew that, and I'm sure I don't know, someone must have, but I don't. Oh, remember. I, see, I feel
1: like it was kind of almost really last minute because from what I remember, uh, Takawatiti was supposed to be doing Akira for Warner Brothers. Now that's been put on ice again, which is really upsetting, but (laughs) it can wait. It it looks like he has a vision. Love and thunder, man. I love it. Looks a little rock and roll or heavy metal, you know?
0: Listen, my queen, Natalie Portman is going to be throwing around the hammer. Get out of the way. (laughs) Move. (laughs) I'm coming through. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, but I, I, yeah, I don't remember anybody. I don't remember anybody saying, "Ah, I, I knew this. I scooped this. I ruined the surprise." Like I was absolutely shocked. I almost drove off the road when I heard that stuff. And and uh, the the blade reveal was a big one because they. Uh, what's I can't remember the actor's name now. Uh, Mayor, Mayor Halla, Mayor Shala Ali, who's he's fantastic. He was in. Uh, Luke Cage, he was one of the villains in the in season one of Luke Cage, and he was super. And I think he was in uh, True Detective, which I didn't watch, but everything this guy does is amazing. He's so good. So yeah, him being Blade was, was a big mic drop moment. But I think for the most part, those moments were preserved for SDCC. And unless Star Wars has something else up its sleeve beyond Kenobi, like, the rug just got pulled out. And I think that, well, you know, at least we have something to talk about. <laughs> but it sucks for, for a week from now where we don't go, oh, and they did it!
2: They confirmed it!
1: Don't oh, trust me, at this point, I've really become, like I said prior, like, immune to this. So, uh, it's not going to mean squat to me till I hear it from from their lips, you know?
0: Yeah, but I also think, like, if if... You know, we get back together a week from now and they come around and go – and we go, hey, D23 came and went, man. We, let's talk about uh, the Mando. Let's talk about Rise of Skywalker and the big reveal. We're like, yeah, finally. They finally confirmed it, man. I'm stoked, I guess. But it, we all kind of no. knew this was coming.
1: Wait. wait. I'll, I'll bring the energy level because
0: – Really? Once
1: I, when, yeah, dude. Once I have it from them, like that it's actually set in stone. Because to me, it's it's not happening yet. Like, I, You're
0: right. It's variety,
1: not. Variety. All those, they can say whatever they want, man. Like until they say it, because it's just been that long at this point. But you said where the smoke, there's fire. I believe that we should be getting it. I mean, it makes sense, and especially at for again marketing the Disney Plus as well. The timing's there, man. Like splurge.
0: Well, is is, hey, is, it, is it a coincidence and- that all this news came out? To, well, Ryan Johnson was speaking on his own behalf, I suppose. Uh, but the the Benioff and Weiss Netflix deal that is its own thing, but it's it's impacting the Star Wars of it all. Uh, and now and now the McGregor thing, all this a week or two before D twenty three. It sounds like Star Wars news is ramping up before an event filled with Star Wars. My goodness, shock of all shocks! Like st- stuff is happening. It's coming. So D twenty three. It sounds like there's going to be. what what would you say at d23
1: if they actually walked back and were like uh you know benioff and weiss have decided to take on this netflix project so we've kind of shuffled the schedule and ryan will be actually heading the trilogy starting in 2022 i believe
0: so you're saying if benioff and weiss got if the slate got moved around yeah
1: what if they announced that at d23 like saying you know uh, things have changed. Uh, they're still going to be doing something, although Ryan will be humming the next. Because what they've said is like every second year, right? That's a trilogy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, whatever. We're still so far out from any of that that you can do whatever you want. Just just do whatever you want. If you, If you wanted to switch it and make it for Ryan Johnson 2022, fine. Go right ahead.
1: Anyhow, Obi Wan, yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm reluctant to really succumb to such hope at this point. Like I really want a firm confirmation, and then, uh, yeah, then we can really celebrate.
0: Yeah, I suppose you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the skeptical one here. Like I'm usually the one that's like, nah, 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 Not no, no, this is true. This is all BS. As it's clickbait, but this, time, I'm kind of giving myself over to this this time. I think that. It's going to happen. And if it doesn't, hey, guess what? We move on with our lives.
1: How much are we going to complain next week if it doesn't happen?
0: You can't win. Uh, can't, no, right? I won't complain. If it, if if I'll laugh, I will laugh about it and go like, hey, what happened to the Kenobi announcement? This was supposed to happen. Why didn't they do this at D23? When else were they supposed to do this? It, it just It's so bizarre that they didn't do it. But uh, that's future Kyle's problem. All right, are we done with Kenobi for now? You, you, yeah. you, are you still of the mind that it's better off on streaming than the big screen?
1: Yes, just because we're going to get a longer tale.
0: Yep. Yep. Because uh, uh, it, 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 Kenobi, at this point, because of his circumstances as as the hermit on Tatooine, it's got to be a quieter, character driven story.
1: Yeah, and I think they've. I mean. Solo's probably scared them off from doing the character-driven stuff on screen as well.
0: Well, I mean, Maybe solo was don't. solo was action adventure, and I, I don't know. What I'd call solo character-driven.
1: No, but at the same time, like, just taking the risk of doing another character like that, like it, it just makes more sense. Even though, again, it's still a lot of money to produce something like this. I don't know. I just feel like story-wise, uh, everything, man, like it just gives. The writers, everybody, a little more room to play with.
2: Yeah,
0: no doubt. Yeah, I'm just I I think Kenobi makes so much sense, so much sense for long form storytelling. As as Carlos DM on Twitter said, like it, and I I, I agree with that from the get go. Like it makes sense. There's the, the big screen is always great, and I'm sure a Kenobi movie would would look great. Uh, but I I I'm ready for a Kenobi story that tells us a quieter tale over a longer time. So we really get to spend time with, with Obi-Wan during a time in his life when, you know, he was, he was probably a a real mess, you know? And and still, Uh. I I still got to see that moment where he learns that Darth Vader or that Anakin lived. He, he survived Mustafar and.
1: It's true. though. Think about it. We've never really seen Obi-Wan truly broken. I mean, We've seen some of the Clone Wars, I guess, in the animated, but he's always really been super resilient throughout the entire saga at this point. It would nice be nice to, well, it wouldn't be nice, but it'd be cool to kind of see him on screen as a broken man a bit. Not yeah. the Obi-Wan we know and love.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You pick him up in, in A New Hope and he's... He's, he's got
1: it under control. He's like, I've been waiting for you, you know? I'm right. still saying I swear.
0: But he's he's still he's he's uh he's different. He's he's fundamentally different than the guy from the prequels. He he is that unreliable narrator in the orig- in, in the OT. You can't fully tr- like, he's Obi Wan, he's good, of course. To the core he's good. But you know, from a certain point of view, you can't always trust what he's what's coming out of his mouth. And so, yeah, I would I would want to see him commuting with Qui Gon. You know, Liam Neeson's got got to do something with this series. Um, again, give me that scene where Kenobi learns that that Vader survived, and he's now that dude walking around, stomping stomping through the galaxy, killing everybody, being the Emperor's fist, so to speak, and and just. I think that's the thing that sort of would send him over the edge. You know, not only did I fail to train Anakin up properly, I failed to do the job of, of finishing him off. And now look at, look at the mess. I want to see all yeah. those moments and I want, yeah, for sure. if there's going to be a villain, I, I, I still want to see a live action Cad Bane. I still want that badly.
1: Yeah, that would be pretty cool, but I feel like that's Boba's fight.
0: Ah, Boba, go home, Boba. Man. I mean, again, cause, I mean, it's it's Star Wars, so there will be some action, right? And I I don't want Kenobi just beating up a, like a bunch of thugs on on Tatooine because oh, they stole my water. You know, I, that that's lame. I want to see somebody give an older Kenobi sort of. A good challenge, and Cad Bane is still out there, and I, I still would love for Cad Bane to be that guy to catch wind of of an old hermit Jedi Jedi type on Tatooine and go investigate for himself, and for things to for that. I mean, they had such a long rivalry, you know. Kenobi Kenobi Cad Bane was a long rivalry in the Clone Wars. True, longer than uh, Cad Bane and Boba Fett. So let, 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 let Kenobi bring that to a close. That's, that's right. I I really hope for that. Just like it's, 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 it's set so well for it too. Like the Sandy Dunes of Tatooine, Cad Bane, the guy in the black hat. That's
1: true. That I definitely see that in my head.
0: The, the painting is, is it's painting itself here. All right, so uh, yeah, I'm excited. Kenobi, it's it's going to happen. We'll just wait another week and change. That announcement's got to happen. It's got to be a D23. And if it doesn't, again, we'll move on because we're going to have Mando stuff to discuss and Rise of Skywalker stuff. We'll be fine. All right, Corey, we've got only two, two more things to talk about.
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> Do
0: you want to talk about the music for the Rise of Skywalker? Or... You want to talk about the Resistance season two trailer?
1: Let's let's, let's do the music thing first and finish strong. All
0: right, let's let's all right. So Don Williams, who is I guess a producer for for John Williams, it's his brother. Um, yeah. So he was at a panel for the for the Academy of Scoring Arts in Los Angeles, and um, so he said Don Williams said every theme you've ever heard is going to be compiled in this last effort. Everyone, Leia, Yoda, Phantom, Darth, all of it is going to be in there. And he went, out, went on in the video to say, uh, in his usual style, he hides them. You got to go look for them. You'll find them, but you got to go look for them. You'll be watching the film go by, and there it is. Two bars of it, and it grabs you and takes you away. So I, if, if The Rise of Skywalker is to be uh, John Williams' last it sounds like he's going out in a blaze of glory. What are you, what are you pulling out of this, Corey?
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, man. Like, I feel like it's going to be a mashup of all the themes. Um, everything's going to come full circle. Like, he's going to knock it out of the park. Like you said, like, it's his baby Star Wars. This is his big goodbye, you know. Uh, it's his last hurrah. So, I don't know. Like, he's, he seems to be really wanting to stuff this thing. And I, and I hope that there are these, like, I'm not the guy that's going to find them, to be honest. Maybe you can pick it out a little more than me, Kyle, <laughs> but you know, maybe Easter eggs and this, uh, just really paying tribute to the whole thing, but it making sense at the same time, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, he did, he hit like two bars of, uh, the Imperial March. I think when, when Kylo Ren throws off his cape, when he's facing Luke on, on crate, you get two little bars or two notes of, of Darth Vader. And then it's it's gone. So I think it'll be a lot of that sort of thing.
1: I well, my favorite reference is the the Palpatine one from Phantom
0: Menace. Oh yeah, that's genius. Yeah, that's really that's good. Bloody genius.
1: That took a long time to figure out as well, I believe.
0: Well, it's not, it's not, not even figured out. Just learned. Heard heard this, and then it was like what. Yeah, that's that's absolutely genius. Uh, I mean, what do you are you are you happy to hear that all the old themes are going to be shoved back into this? Because The Last Jedi had plenty of that, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of cool with it. I mean, like, again, it just needs to... He's seen the movie, he's scoring the movie, so it's not like he's just going to, like, cram in, like, a Vader thing in the middle of nowhere. Like, it's got to make sense, either the rise of Kylo Ren or... Uh, Whatever it is, I, I'm sure he's inspired and he's thought about this a long time. And it just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we're gonna get these little throwbacks. You know, it's I think it's essential for to wrap the film up. I mean, it's gotta be tasteful and it can't. Yeah, it's it's a fine line to walk. Put it that way.
0: Well, it is. It is. And I think it's it's I think expect to be expected. That uh, yeah, we're gonna get a whole lot of callbacks. It is, I mean, it's the wrap up. You know, it's, it's like Endgame did callbacks to almost all 21 movies previous. You know, and that's, uh, to be honest, that's kind of the reason why Endgame is not higher on my list of MCU films, just because it relied so heavily on pre- previous stuff. So I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm bummed. It's, it's the wrong word to use, but. I, I you know I, I've loved the Last Jedi soundtrack for a while, but I do acknowledge that is it's full of old stuff, and that's and that's partially behind why I love it so much. But I'm I do I I, I hope that that the Rise of Skywalker soundtrack is also equally loaded with new stuff. You know I don't want to I don't want to hear like jeez uh, I I don't want to hear all the stuff I've already heard before just because you know I, again I. Maybe that's just me railing against nostalgia. Put it in where it makes sense, but I hope he doesn't lean too hard on it. And, and I think Don Williams also he also said that, you know, they've they've already produced 34 minutes and they they have to do 135 minutes. They and, have to do 135? Well, yeah, I mean there's there's 100 135 minutes of music to do. And that's, that's not yeah. I mean that's not, and that that doesn't mean the movie is 2 hours and 15 minutes. Like there's not but people are I mean people are getting carried away with this number because you know they they're thinking that because 135 minutes of music is is what needs to be done, that means you know they're extrapolating Yeah, they're tra-
1: to- yeah the metric for this and the ratio of this.
0: Yeah, so they're saying well, Rise of Skywalker is going to be 3 plus hours and and it may be that it, maybe that's what it is. But uh, the, the the way it does that- seem
1: long, though, from what we what we've come to understand, like it, it does seem that it is more music than normal.
0: I mean, I don't know anything about this this part of it all. I I, have, I know nothing. But- well, that, that's why.
1: So I I'd seen something. I don't get don't quote me or anything, but it seems like it's a bit higher than any of the previous films.
0: Again, this I don't know how I, much music was, I don't know how much music was written in total for any of the previous movies. But what, what people are doing is looking at the soundtrack, the C D of of, of of TFA and The Last Jedi, and then comparing that to the movie's runtime. Which is the totally wrong way to go about it. That, that that's, yeah, that's big time. that's you're way off. You know, you're, you're way way, way, way off. off.
2: Way, way off. <laughs>
0: yeah don't don't compare the soundtrack to the length of the film and then go and so then 135 minutes must mean this that that you're that's a those are that makes for wild guesses at best it's just not how it works
1: and again this like when you're looking at it from that perspective it's also john williams last uh, hurrah at this thing last kick of the can and he loves what he's been doing with this franchise and he's been there since day one so of course he's going to want to do its uh, due diligence.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's 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 given he's not he doesn't write a random amount of music. He's given he's given scenes he's given a list of stuff he's got to do, and it, it's it's a lot of it I think is is predefined for him about what what amount of music needs to be scored. But yeah, I mean, again at the end of the day this we're going to get the soundtrack and people are going to go see see this rise of skywalker is 3 hours and again it's it's probably going to be up there but it's not like we can't make that determination today because of this news about 135 minutes of music unless you can until you can find me how much music was written and recorded for TFA or TLJ find that number and then maybe you've got something. Don't use the soundtrack. The runtime of the soundtrack. That's nothing. Cool. So yeah. We'll get bits and pieces of, of those familiar themes. Not surprising. I just I just hope it's not uh not too packed with the old music. Is is there anything you really want to be in there?
1: I don't know, when they said I mean He mentioned Yoda's theme, which is kind of odd to me. Yep. Like when you say Vader as well, like Vader can kind of, like I said, it can kind of be Kylo Ren, I guess, but uh, for sure. I don't know. Just, uh, I, I kind of like it, but again, I hope it just makes sense
0: with the film. You're right. Like I'm, I saw Yoda's name in there and I, I hope it's one of those things where it's, it's the, the two bar thing that, and then we move, move along. I mean the way that Yoda is dealt with in, in TLJ is just perfect, and the way like his his Yoda's theme kind of takes us out from Acto as as the as the uh, the tree burns. That to me that is just like a perfect end cap for for Yoda. So it, if Yoda's themes in this in Rise of Skywalker, it almost means that he's going to be in the movie as well. I don't see any reason why you put Yoda's theme in the movie if if Yoda's not in the movie, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And so I, we, I, everybody, there's nobody who doesn't love Yoda. But I, I, I struggle to think of a way he fits into this movie. Uh, Phantom. I'm. I. I imagine that means Duel of Fates.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. That would be cool. That's the one I'm looking for.
0: Yeah, that, and I think that would be cool. There's a couple of callbacks to. I, I've I've got the uh, Phantom Menace soundtrack playing in my car right now, and that Duel of Fates I could I could see as as you know fitting in somewhere with, with Rey and Kylo as they duke it out. Um, but also the music where, uh, if you remember back to the music where Qui Gon is Qui Gon's funeral, where he burns. Uh, that music also plays, I think during Padme's funeral. Huh. And so I, 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 would like to hear that music again. I think that was, it was one thing that struck me as I was driving home actually today, that part of that section of the soundtrack came up. I'm like, you know what? I'd love to hear this in rise of Skywalker. Like if, if there's going to be a funeral in rise of Skywalker towards the end of the film or With
1: the you know, Kylo burning,
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? And maybe and maybe that takes us back to Naboo. Because both of those funeral scenes were on Naboo. So maybe Naboo is, ends up being one of those places we revisit. Wouldn't that be something hmm. crazy?
1: That'd be kind of cool. I see it more on Tatooine, but...
0: Oh, you're probably right. You know, JJ's an OT guy. I imagine he will default to that in some way but i i i I, i'm open to being surprised for sure uh okay cool soundtrack done uh all right so you want to close out the show with resistance season season two trailer let's do it this came out of nowhere right
1: yeah pretty much (laughs) i was like shocked i just looked at my because i don't i don't get a chance to look at social media too much during the day so like I popped in at one point. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, Oh,
0: but I, I I'm happy. Cause I called it two seasons. This is the final yep. season for resistance. And I've kind of felt that all along, even going back to season one. I said, I, I, I don't see how they make this more than two seasons. Like I, I see this as a very short run. So that, that paid off, man. If I had put money on that back a year or two ago, I probably would have made a few bucks.
1: I feel like I was on the same page. Like,
0: get off, get off my my
1: winnings here. All right. <laughs> show me that. I want to hear the recording.
0: I'll look it up. No, I won't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I totally expect it. To me, like, <clears throat> like I I think this show kind of loses any potency. Like, if once we learn the fate of the First Order and the Resistance and the galaxy as a whole, like, I season three kind of doesn't make sense to me. You like?
1: But uh, season three would have to be taking place during Rise of Skywalker.
0: I mean, it wouldn't have to, or at least not past it. And that, well, that's what I mean. It either takes place in that year between TLJ and Rise of Skywalker, or for some reason they they do it after that. But it like, once we learn how the whole thing wraps up. Yeah, I don't done. care anymore. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So except for Ezra. Well, yeah, Ezra's, yeah, Ezra still has has a lot of runway there. But I mean, this is the end of this saga. You know, there's there's 30 years of Ezra before that that that, that can be explored. But True. I I'm not interested in anything post post Rise of Skywalker.
1: Nope, 100% agree.
0: That's to me that's the, the that that's it. That is the end of the line. I don't want to know anything about, especially coming from resistance. Like I love the show, but that's not where I want further post uh, Rise of Skywalker stories coming from.
1: No, I agree. I like the anime animation aspect. I look that the they're dabbling into something new as well. well you know like, what that's this cool.
0: You know what this means? Like if this is see- a new I- show's
1: going to come, yeah, that's damn
0: right, I mean. man. That means they're that means they're already. The animation group is already
1: working on something else.
0: Yeah, they're already well into development. Whatever it is, it's already well on its way. I'm not, cool. I'm not maybe I'm not we'll saying hear Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that they've already got episodes done. But I'm saying they know what the, what the idea is, and I'm sh- like maybe doing uh, concept art for it at this stage, or maybe even beyond that. So yeah, that that next, thing, I don't know when they announce it. Maybe that's also next week.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome.
0: That would be super awesome. Uh all right, well, let's talk about some of the stuff we saw. What what uh give me something. What what jumped out at you?
1: Uh just how much I love the Colossus first and foremost. Really? I don't know, just seeing it jump through hyperspace and you know come out of hyperspace all wounded and I like that it seems like it's going to be a bit of an isolated story. Like it, if for some reason that, that fortress reminds me of the super dimensional fortress from Robotech for some reason, I don't know. just seems so Robotech with the captain.
0: I don't, I don't Rob- know Robotech at all. R-
1: Robotech. Robotech, Robot man. No, that <laughs> but wasn't. The, I don't know. The two things that really stood out to me the most, I guess, were the super bottle droids, oh. uh, Kylo Ren and the, the Ancient Power. You know I'm huge on that stuff. We well, saw a lot sure. of that kind of things in in, in Rebels. Uh, the Ancient Power is very intriguing with those kids as well. Something's going on there. The outer region uh, – the unknown regions, excuse me, where these kids came from. Uh, I don't know. I I feel like maybe they're starting to shed a little light onto that area.
0: Well, saying, It's, it's, hey, it's appeared in like everything. Aftermath trilogy, it's appeared in obviously the movies. Uh, the Thrawn books are heavy into the unknown territory.
1: Well, I it I feel like they're they're setting us up for something almost now at this point, and this is almost like our first visual peak you know.
0: Well, is that that mist that mysterious power? Is that from? Are they in the unknown region there?
1: I had I had that impression because it, I, I feel like the kids were on their home planet.
0: Hmm. I don't remember that. I can't remember anymore. I only watched the trailer like five or six times. I can't remember anything. Um, Crimson Corsair. What was his name? C- C- Don Ethano. That red, okay. red-looking bounty hunter guy. That's yeah, you know, the guy from TFA. Yeah, they also had Predator. Predator. <laughs> you didn't see that? No.
1: Like, look at the when they do the. the she's like. Bounty hunters are coming after you, which is kind of a cool thing, too. I like that. Yeah, that's what they new showed, bounty H- Crimson Corsair. Yeah, but they showed multiple bounty hunters, and I swear to God, one of them looks exactly like the Predator.
0: That's cool. I miss that. That new hut. I put this on Twitter. Uh, please be of the Hut. Please be stinky. <laughs> Come on. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. He seems to... Giving hype phase on that big hug, yeah. Come on, you you know Rada the Stinky the Hut didn't. Uh, he didn't grow up to be a total jerk like his dad. He, also yeah. did, he he didn't seem to be quite as huge. As as like a regular hut.
1: Yeah, and he was kind of purpley. Like it's kind of maybe he was actually zeros.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little bit bluish coloring too, right? I have to go back and look at the uh, the file photos that I've got for of Rod of the Hut as an infant. But he's looking; like, he was like, he's like leaning back in like this lazy boy made for a hut, <laughs> as opposed to it like a flat bed dais. Uh so yeah, so the super battle droids. What is up? I don't know. It's kind of odd. It's I mean, super odd, dude.
1: You feel. Like even the ones we saw in Rebels at that point were super duper old. Maybe yeah, they like found these... a patent or maybe I... they found just a lot of them
0: well, well preserved. I mean is is this a small hint of what's to come in Rise of Skywalker because we we heard rumblings or or theories of uh the resistance getting its hands on a droid army maybe via Lando. So I wonder if this is sort of like a a nod in that direction. But it, it was like I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Super, Where'd you come from? What are you guys doing here? Like those those droids, assuming they they're not new new builds. Those those droids are like fifty years old. Yeah. Crazy man, that's crazy to see. I was like, wow, that's that was almost one of my biggest takeaways. Just the reaction I had to seeing those guys. And if it's if super battle droids are there, who's to say that droidica aren't there too? Or or just B one battle droids. That'd be that'd be out of this world. It'd be absolutely crazy. Uh, Kylo, he's got these the the scar corey.
1: Yeah, so you know you know what timeline we're playing in at least.
0: Yeah, it's it's well, how far down the timeline? I don't we don't know. I mean, we're it's TFA to TLJ, so I mean it's undefined. But we're talking about a few days, right? At it
1: would be nice if the animated would have, like, really portrayed the actual scar, just to defy the film.
0: You mean, like, across the bridge of his nose, down his neck?
1: Well, the, the neck part works, but definitely across <laughs> the, the nose.
0: Well, that would, have been, that would have been controversial. You think? Absolutely. So, what do you think? I mean, I, I it looks I, awesome.
1: Like, I, I'm super down with the fact that, like you said, two seasons, I kind of love that. Uh I'm not never
2: but I about that, it,
0: but what do you think about the uh the, the like where are we on the timeline is this to is, is this somehow during the last jedi or is this a little bit if, after
1: I feel like it's post last jedi, but th- that's kind of weird too because it comes out in October right uh yeah, it's definitely let's say post last jedi
0: but if, like well, here, it's, it's, well Phasma's is in some of the shots,
1: you're right. Well, that's true. I mean, we just see the Hosnian Prime thing. We'll say between the events of TFA and the Last Jedi, I feel like there could be anywhere between—I don't know, like if it—I don't know if it's taken care of in the novelization, but maybe two weeks to a month. I think that's fair to assume. No.
0: For, wait. From saying- the
1: beginning of TFA till the end of the Last Jedi is no, maybe a month. No, it's like a long weekend. Really. Yeah. Okay. So look at it from that perspective. A weekend. <laughs> I
0: mean, uh, I mean I, I'll give it a. You know, I could say four or five days, but not more than that. I think the only thing that's sort of undefined that you could use to stretch out that timeline is how long does it take for Ray and Chewie to make it to Acto?
1: That's it. And not only that, like for Chewie to heal fully and like i feel like they don't necessarily leave right away maybe they, they chill with the resistance for like a day or two then they travel then well, yeah, sure like she's at least a couple you know, days
0: had a bite to eat and then you know kind of like the, the the lone star thing is just we got, we got money for lunch gas and tolls like that's cooled our heels for a bit No, i feel
1: like the resistance is on the run or uh the colossus is on the run and it's going to be after tlj for sure that that would make sense but what, I'm, I'm curious—is why is Kylo Ren starting to get involved? Like, what's so important about the Colossus? You know,
0: I—I th- I think he's just there to be there. To be honest,
1: yeah, that's it. That's what I feel. That's what I feel, I feel, I feel like, like.
0: It'll be like something during the Last Jedi, where he, you know, maybe, maybe while he's waiting for Rey to show up, he gets he gets a call from whatever from some of his troops from you know chasing down this group on the Colossus, and they're like "Oh, these guys are, they're big trouble, we can't catch them. and he says, Oh, if you don't if you can't deal with it, I'll find someone who can, and yeah, that might be all we see,
1: yeah, kind of like the Leia thing,
0: a bit like that, yeah, like I feel like he's just there to be there, but yeah, the the timeline thing is intriguing to me because, like Phasma is there, so at least that part is obviously in that short little window between. TFA oh geez it's real tough because after after I mean I don't know how much yeah but
1: like you don't know how long the se- say the season's 22 episodes and Phasma appears in the first five you know what I mean and then the events of TLJ unfold and then they can kind of continue from there something like that
0: right yeah but, but Phasma immediately after TFA she's off on this in the, the, you know the four part Phasma series that's true <laughs> continuity issues yeah i don't know anyway it's not that it's all that important i'm sure the answer will reveal itself but yeah how about that uh, that mystery ancient power source like that looked very malachor
1: yeah exactly uh, not, that's, not to say that that's love, where we are but no 100 percent. but I, I love stuff like that in star wars and i've i've mentioned this about the films as well moving forward that You know, even though the films are taking place in the past from the present timeline, they could still be more technologically advanced just because that information has at some point been lost in time or there's been too many wars or whatever it is, you know? So from that standpoint I I absolutely love it, man. That ancient knowledge is so key.
0: Well it's it's more like they're after the I think they're after ancient like the the power of it, right? Like it was they were viewing it as a power source. Like nobody's there. It's like, ooh, what's this knowledge about? Like that's that's a Jedi Sith thing.
1: Yeah, totally. So like that, that's where it kind of all connects with the, the the outer regions, right? Or the unknown regions, sorry. Like that's where it can all start coming together, you know, and we start learning more and more about uh, maybe the force originating from that area. And that's why it's kind of like shrouded in mystery. And I don't know, the possibilities are kind of endless in that regard.
0: You think they go down that hole with, with no real Force users? I mean, yeah, you know, we've got the two kids.
1: But it could start just kind of expanding the universe a bit, like giving, giving the fans like a bit of breadcrumbs of, you know, there there's it's almost like the jungle, right? Like when you look at the jungle now, like, oh, my God, there were civilizations here and there. Like even though there's the unknown regions, maybe at one point they weren't so unknown.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I yes, I'm with you in that they could um yeah, they they could explore more of that region, but as far as ancient city knowledge force well, power, I don't think it's I not, feel I know, like they're not going to go there.
1: They might touch upon it, you not, not like anyone's going to be able to use the force or anything like that, but these you can maybe get the sense that this was at one time a force related thing. But the power within, we're going to use science to tap into it to power the Colossus.
0: Yeah, that seems reasonable, for sure. Powering the Colossus with ancient evil. Oh boy. Not necessarily.
1: Uh, (laughs) It doesn't have to necessarily be Sith. You know, there's there's Jedi temples.
0: Yeah, anyway, it looks... uh, the stakes have been raised across the board, right? Yeah, big time. Like, look
1: at Rebels, right? Rebels told this four season arc, and it was just so well done, and it just ramped itself up so well. And this is going to be two seasons, so I mean, it has a purpose and it has a story to tell, and I like the fact that it's just short and sweet.
0: Yeah, I I prefer for shows to play themselves out and and be done with the way that the creators intend rather than
1: exactly oh it's me it's doing well let's drag it on another season like look at avatar the last airbender three seasons of perfection you know what i mean you told your story and you, you ended it
0: yeah or instead of oh you know what this isn't doing so well um end it you have six episodes now to end it what and so the show just comes to a crashing halt so i you know if if this was the plan all along and it seems like it, it it has been then this, this is going to be a short story and I'm totally, totally fine with that. Anyway, I kind of get a, uh, Carlos isn't here to sort of confirm or deny, but I, I got sort of a bit of a walking dead vibe out of it. Like as in terms of it being like a, a group of survivors looking for a new home. Hmm. That that that's largely what it's about, right? They're kind of just lost in space, so to speak. Yeah, and running away, fleeing the first order. They're on low on resources. It's all stuff that survivors in Walking Dead go through, at least in the early seasons, where they just want to find shelter. They want to they want to find food. They want to find a community where it, it, they can belong and be safe. That's what that's what they're doing. They're looking for a home for the Colossus and its crew. So I I, I wonder, like where does this Colossus crew end up? You know, I, I the finale for the show is going to be in 2020 long after the rise of Skywalker comes out. But I, I don't see the Colossus crew reuniting with the resistance at some point.
1: Uh, maybe that's how this series ends, you know,
0: but that would mean, cause like,
1: like that would mean that we get that Easter egg of the Colossus, possibly in the last battle of the, the rise of skywalker
0: but it also means that people because animated shows take a lot longer much longer to produce than we think like i'm willing to bet that this show was signed sealed and delivered a long time ago so they would have had to have known the fate of the resistance and who lives who dies etc before they write that episode before they write the the resistance finale they have to know not
1: necessarily like uh look how uh tarkovsky's clone wars ended compared to the films
0: but those came out after the film oh, yeah no, no. Right. Uh, did they was oh, it right
1: 2003 <sighs> i believe
0: when did these come out
1: they came out before the film
0: Yeah, they came out before the film, but I think these were like, not it was not like not very long before. Like it wouldn't shock me if Tartakovsky like if he knew.
1: That's it. Like, it's just that last like scene. It's just a nice little callback or whatever. But well,
0: it's like a call forward at that point. Going yeah. off, to, going off to save Palpatine, right?
1: Yeah, It's the battle.
0: I mean, I guess they could do something similar, but uh, I. I I, I don't know. I guess I wonder. I, I feel like this would be like this its own just,
1: isolated thing.
0: Yeah, just finding their own place.
1: Well, there's definitely something. I, I feel like there's got to be something more than just the survival of the colossus. Almost like, like for the resistance as a whole, what they can contribute.
0: Yeah. Do you really? Th- do you really think you'll see the colossus pop up in? Rise of Skywalker.
1: It'd be nice to see it in maybe like a like a the way Rogue One handled the ghost.
0: I mean, I wouldn't say no to that, but I I don't see it, do you?
1: I can't confirm or deny. I can, in a way, you know, like I just don't know how the this series is gonna go, but they they're gonna need all the fight they can bring in episode nine, so
0: yeah, I but I think, you know, for for JJ J. Abrams, I don't think he looks at something like that and goes, "Oh, yeah, let's let's put that in." I I I wonder if he even knows what Star Wars resistance is.
1: I don't know, he's got kids. Yeah, that's true. And he likes Star Wars. I mean, come on. Do you really trust a guy that directing to direct a Star Wars film that hasn't seen resistance? Star Wars. <laughs>
0: I'm I yeah I I would I'm willing to bet he's never seen an episode
1: Mm, I would take that bet
0: I I I would make that bet I would be willing to say that he's never seen an episode come on man it's great animation he's JJ Abrams like he this guy is busy every single day of his life yeah but he takes
1: time to enjoy cinema it's his passion
0: yeah cinema I don't know Come if he's on. watching Star Wars Resistance looking he for, watched it. I don't see <laughs> I, I love how you just think every, everybody watches it and then when you found out how many people watched Rebels you're like Bleh. it
1: was the whole world so it was cool
0: it was not even close to the whole world <laughs> it was such a small 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 number Oh, God. All right. Well, I mean, now now October 6th, like, that's on the schedule now. And, uh, look, that's, that's like seven weeks from now. Right? So October 6th gives us the return of Resistance. And then, like, think about this. Like, it's coming. The tidal wave is coming. Resistance, October 6th. Mandalorian. That's November 12th. Uh Triple Force Fridays is October. Seven weeks after Mandalorian comes, we'll get Rise of Skywalker. You know, that's, what, December 20th or so? And, uh... Once we're... Like, Rise of Skywalker is going to carry us for for weeks.
1: Complete barrage, man. Bombardment on all fronts.
0: Yeah, and then... And then then we'll finish up with Resistance, I imagine, in the spring. Like, that's the thing. Like, we don't know how many episodes this final season will be. At least we don't know. As, As we record, I've not seen... Any confirmation on on season length, but I, I don't think there's so any. Like, let's
1: let's say because usually a season, the first half of a season will end before the Christmas break or whatever.
0: Well, let's this say, this will end. I you know they will end this season. I think like December third or tenth or somewhere in that zone. They'll, if that's
1: the case? And imagine that there is no like this is it like it ends December and it's like a whatever like uh, eight. 10 episodes. That's your season. Then that would be a clue indicating, I think that something's going on with the movie as well to me.
0: Yeah, maybe. I I almost prefer, I mean, to be honest, I would almost prefer that they did that. I'd almost prefer that they just wind it up and have it somehow tied directly into rise of Skywalker, which comes out like two weeks later.
1: Yeah, keep it pertinent. Again, if this is the last season, we don't need too many episodes with, like, Kaz running around, like, goofing around.
0: Yeah, and it looks like that's being ratcheted back. It looks like the show is going to grow up quite a bit in season two. Yeah. Also, a couple of cameos. Like, uh, well, Poe Dameron is out, obviously. So there won't be, I doubt there'll be Oscar Isaac, except for maybe... Maybe towards the end, if if we go post Rise of Skywalker, or you know, I don't know, I don't know how that works, but likely no no uh, Oscar Isaac, but they did bring in Lucy Lawless to do what to do a voice, and somebody else like another big name who's now I can't remember. Damn it. Oh well, it's not going to come back to me. But yeah, there's somebody else who is going to be in season season two. I guess that's sort of to oh Joe Joe Manganiello. There you go. Okay. I don't know who he's voicing yet, but you know there are a couple big names there. I guess to maybe support the loss or lessen the loss of of Oscar Isaac and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mean tons of stuff is coming. I'm super excited. Like we don't we don't have long to go. Like next week is D twenty three, we're gonna live off whatever news comes from that for for a good while, and then and then we'll be into September. You know that's that's gonna be a busy month at least for me. That's gonna be a busy month. And we're back in October, that's gonna be the you know, resistance is back, and then we're off to the races after that. It's gonna be nonstop Star Wars. So anybody afraid that the franchise is in trouble or is dead just uh you know hold your horses for up, another, baby. <laughs> hold your horses for six more weeks we're gonna it's it's gonna get crazy soon but uh, that's it that's uh we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in episode 188 right here we've gone we've gone pretty pretty long on this one cory
1: yep we did it's your fault
0: why it's my fault
1: well nah, you know
0: Okay, that's there you go. That's can't argue with that logic.
1: Nope. You really can.
0: Uh if you guys want to be part of the podcast, uh you can send your questions to us at tumblingsaber at gmail.com. Send them in. You know, we we've got uh, nothing else to do but answer your questions. So do that. Fire us up an email, send it over to tumblingsaber at gmail dot com, and uh we'll we'll get that into a future episode. And if you want to help us out, uh share this podcast with your friends on social media. Tell them that uh, we're, we're worth the time. And maybe go leave us a review as well on your podcast platform of choice. A shout-out to Rob Wade of Talk Star Wars and of Emotionally 14 uh, for endorsing this episode and all, parts, uh, all episodes of Tumbling Saber as part of the E14 endorsed program, which you can learn more about at Emotionally14.com. And also be sure to check out our friends at the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. You can do so by visiting our website, which is starwarscommonwealth.com, or on Apple Podcasts as a podcast provider. All right, Corey, all that's out of the way. Where can we find you on social media? Well, I would like everybody to hit me up on Twitter at
2: ChopRules
1: with the Z, And definitely join us in our closed and safe and friendly safe haven Facebook group. At Tumbling Saber,
0: absolutely come find us there. You, you can you can hang out with the, our whole group in there as we chat Star Wars. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Tumbling Saber. Both places, love to connect with you there. Uh, and also this episode, uh, we want to just again dedicate the this episode to the memory of Steve Kirk. Uh, we love you, buddy. Um, we're gonna miss you a whole bunch. And uh, so that's it, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we'll catch you again next week for episode 189, breaking down D23 and all the goodness that came for that. So, uh, have a great week, everybody. May the force be with you.
2: To the lines on your face, be strong, drifting.